Welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, Troy Francis, coming at you, as always, from London town. Now, this podcast is being recorded early. It should go out on Monday, the 1st of October. So if you're listening to it on day one, it should be Monday, 1st of October uh, 2019. And if you're listening to it further down the line, then welcome as well. But uh, yes, this is going out on Monday, the 1st of October, but I'm recording it a little bit early because I'm going to be away next week. I'm going away to somewhere very sunny, hopefully for a few days. And so I need to get this recording done and in the can before I go because I'm on my holly bobs, as we call it in the UK, which is very exciting. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing some stuff now for next week. Uh, yeah, getting this one queued up. So on that note, and the reason that I specify the date is because in my sort of news summary section for the beginning of this, if you like, um, I need to say that on Monday, the 1st of October, John from Modern Life Dating's uh, course... Body Language Mastery, the Q3 enrollment is still open. Now, I've been putting out some content uh, regarding body language and regarding John's course because I will actually be tutoring on it in his live webinars. So if you're listening to this on Monday, the 1st of October 2019, then you still have a chance to enroll for the Q3 enrollment of that course. So I'll leave a link below. Um, I won't talking great detail about it now, but it's a fantastic course. It's got um, really, really great in-depth video with a female model demonstrating female body language. It's got uh, webinars three times a week with people like me. I think Rollo Tomasi is going to be on it, Rich Cooper, Ryan Stone, John, obviously from Modern Life Dating, other guys like that. So that's going to be great. And you also get a uh, free Facebook group as well. So it's fantastic stuff. And I would urge you to jump on it if you haven't already. So uh, head to the link below and uh, get involved. And I look forward to seeing you in the webinars. Okay, aside from that, um, business as usual for me, lots and lots of work. Uh, really focusing on YouTube at the moment because I'm enjoying it and it's starting to get some traction. I'm nearly on the 1,000 subscribers that I said I would get before the end of September. Uh, I look to be on course to get there before the end of September, which is great. But if you haven't, um, and this podcast is obviously going out, you might be listening to it on YouTube. So if so, please do hit the subscribe button and hit the notifications uh, bell as well so you know when I put out new videos. But basically, I'm putting out this podcast every Monday. And then I'm putting out about three videos a week, uh, generally speaking, advice videos about different topics which go towards just making you an effective man in modern society, basically. So really, really enjoying that. Uh, I am writing my novel as we speak. So that is going on now and there'll be more news on that later. And yeah, uh, everything else is going very well, very tickety-boo, as they say. So what I want to talk about today is a concept called mental point of origin. And I think this is really, really key in terms of being an effective, independent man, if you like, of being somebody who lives their own life unapologetically, who lives the life they want, not the life they think they should, as uh, my phrase is, uh, goes. And yeah, who just basically puts themselves first. And I think guys tend to forget about this a lot of the time. And um, that's not a good thing. That's, um, you know, when you fail to make yourself your own mental point of origin, 
then you're doing yourself a disservice because other people are certainly out there putting themselves as their mental point of origin. And if you don't, then you are liable to get left behind. And it is also, gentlemen, incredibly detrimental in your relationships with the opposite sex because, and there's a bit of a contradiction seemingly here, because although women would like somebody to be devoted to them undyingly and, you know, falling into their arms and just cooing love songs the whole time. That's sort of on the surface what, what they we think they want and maybe even what they think they want. But underneath it, what they actually want is a guy who is ruthlessly going about his own business and looking after his own interests. So, uh, first of all, I need to credit Rollo Tomasi of The Rational Male for coining this phrase. At least I think he coined this phrase. Um, if, it, if he obtained it from elsewhere, then then apologies, and I'm happy to credit um, whoever it came from. But I do think it was Rollo, because he has an essay back in 2014 called Mental Point of Origin, and certainly that's where I uh, got the term from. I don't know if it had been floating around before then, but let's assume I, I believe that Rollo uh, devised the term. So, um, and, and in his essay on his blog, which you should read, and I'll link to it below, um, he talks first about a, a co-worker that he uh, had, a female co-worker, uh, who was a, a 35-year-old lady, a Japanese lady, I think, um, attractive, who was seemingly fixated with this guy. Now, the guy, I think um, it was a, a long-distance type relationship, but the guy, and she showed pictures of the guy to Rollo Tomasi, who confirmed that this dude was you know, uh, kind of average looks, not particularly built, not particularly tall, just kind of like an average, slightly schlubby looking dude. And yet this attractive woman was fixated on him. And and Rollo described, or, or, or sorry, rather Rollo explained that the reason for her devotion to this guy, and she was really, really obsessed with this guy. She would make gifts for him. She would send him different things. And the guy was pretty indifferent to this stuff really he was just off doing his own thing and um you know not 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 really sort of like um uh, kind of like kind of like kowtowing or treating this as anything out of the ordinary um and Rollo put down her sorry his um uh, fasc- the reason that she was fascinated with him according to Rollo was because he held himself as his own mental point of origin that is his um concern was primarily for himself and his own life and his own ambitions. His concern was not with her. And she was aware of this on a subconscious and probably a conscious level as well. And that just fueled her attraction for him. Um, why would that be? Why? And, and as I say, this guy was kind of a bit schlubby, not particularly impressive, not a sort of built kind of Andrew Tate type character, but actually just a very, very average sort of dude. And yet, nevertheless, he still had this magical effect on this girl. OK, so what does this mean for you? Well, I want to say two things here. Um, the first thing is that, yes, absolutely, you should make yourself your own mental point of origin. But secondly... You shouldn't do it as a game tactic. You shouldn't do it in the hope that it's going to improve your chances with women. Because if you if you do it with that mindset, then you've already contradicted yourself, haven't you? Because already you have you're, you're actually not putting yourself first. You're actually not do, putting making yourself your mental point of origin. You're making these imaginary girls who perhaps you might 
end up getting with as your mental point of origin and you're pretending that you're your mental point of origin. So that is immediately, that's a mistake. And I've seen guys do this or try to do this. Um, and it doesn't work. You're going to get caught out. It's just not, it's just going to backfire on you. So you need to make yourself your own point of origin and then you need to allow everything else to flow from that so it's it's effectively what you're saying to the world and the universe is i'm just going to do this i'm going to do this x whatever it is and uh you know let the chips fall where they may if girls are attracted to that then fine but equally if they're not then i don't care because i'm going to do this anyway and that's the kind of attitude that you need to have now um Rollo then goes into a bit of a discussion about what he uh, what he means by mental point of origin, and um, he talks about the way you know this girl that he works with regards the dude that she was fixated on as being an, an, a quote alpha as fuck. Um, Rollo says on Tinder, this guy would be a left swipe a hundred percent of the time. His attitude is indifferent alpha but he's self-concerned. This girl idolizes him. So there's strong language here. You know, this girl idolizes him. Um, and Rollo then goes on to write about self-concern without self-awareness. Now, if you look back into Rollo's uh, archives on Rational Mail, you'll see a post about uh, a dude called Corey Worthington, um, who he made a very famous and, and great post about um, uh, several years ago. And he held this dude, Corey Worthington, up as an example of an alpha Buddha. This was a guy who basically had, um, I think it was, it was some sort of weird news story where this guy basically had a party at his parents' flat and a load of people came in and they wrecked the joint. And um, this, this, this gained some news coverage and the, the guy was, was interviewed by a female newsreader, actually, on the, the news. And um, what was striking about his appearance was the fact that he, uh, you know, w was the fact that he just didn't give a, sh he didn't give a damn, you know, he was, uh, 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 what was I going to say, he, um, you know, he was being questioned about this kind of criminal thing he, he'd done, and the, the interviewer was saying, well, do you hold, have any remorse, do you feel bad, and he was just like completely nonplussed by this, he's just like, no, no, don't give a shit, you know, um, good looking guy, well put together, and, and, and Rollo was holding this up as a sort of a, an example of alpha. Now, obviously, um, guys were offended by this. We had guys who were, you know, extremely perturbed by the notion that um, this dude um, was could be considered an alpha because he was so anti the usual things that come along with that alpha package. You know, he was. Uh, not an, a fine, upstanding citizen at all. In fact, in fact, completely the opposite. Um, you know, he was not a leader of men in the usual sense. He was a, a, a probably you could say his behaviour had been amoral, if not immoral. Um, a bit of a waster, um, and 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 really, every, if if you imagine the ultimate alpha as being the sort of the upstanding military dude who does everything right, this guy was the complete opposite of that. And yet, nevertheless. He held a sort of an alpha Buddha, as, as uh, Rollo calls it, sense about him, and that would be extremely uh, attractive to women. So, what really all this comes down to is that um, is is a lack of self awareness. So that that dude Corey Worthington, and also this guy uh, that Rollo talks about, who the girl that he works with is fixated with, 
they're self-concerned, but they're they're also they they're also not self-aware. That is to say, um, they don't really think about the effect of their behaviour or their removal of themselves or not from from society on other people. They they only think about themselves, and it's that sort of combination of self-concern with our self-awareness that is really really powerful. And then Rollo goes on to describe how um, he. During his sort of rock star phase, he was at his most alpha, but he was also at his most unself-aware, or his least self-aware, I suppose, um, in the sense that he just, you know, he, he he just acted in his own way, in the way that he wanted. He did his own thing, and he didn't even think about it or the effect that it might have uh, in any way on other people. So um, this is kind of what you need to get towards. Um, and Rollo finishes up the article by talking about frame. And of course, this does very much fit into this uh, arena of frame because after all, doing your own thing effectively equates to holding the frame. Um, so where does all this leave us? What, what, what's all this sort of leading to? Well, uh, as I say, you need to be your own mental point of origin and you need to do that before you start thinking about about girls. I mean, okay, so here, so here we've got the problem, right? And um, let me think about this. I, For me, it's slightly changed because I'm in my 40s now. I have a girlfriend, but also I suppose, you know, you, you get to a point where that sort of urgent requirement for um, for sex, if you like, or, 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 or that sort of the urgent chasing of girls becomes less, a little bit lessened, you know, um, at times. And, and, you know, I'm with a girlfriend. So for me, it's slightly different. But, um, you, you know, what guys need to balance, particularly guys who are younger and coming into this, is, is the thought that on the one hand, yes, okay, I want to meet attractive girls. I want to um, improve my sex life. I want to maybe have a, a prolific dating life or I want to, you know, meet lots of different girls. Uh, or, or get into a relationship or whatever it is. But they have to balance that with the thought that, well, okay, that's that's one side of me, but, but really the more important side of me is what the hell I'm actually doing with my life. Now, again, for me, it's really for a long time, it's been fairly straightforward. I am a writer. I am somebody who loves to write. That's my ambition, which is why I'm writing a novel at the moment. So I'm doing all this other stuff. And also, you know, beyond that, I'm also a creative person. So I like to make these podcasts. I like, I, I really enjoy making videos at the moment, actually, um, trying to improve my ability on camera and, and, and all of those things. But, but, but this is marketing. You know, fundamentally, what it all comes down to is that I'm a writer and I create content. And actually, there's some writing behind the videos and there's some writing behind the podcast as well. So it all kind of comes back to that same thing of creating written content that I, that I then put out to the world in different ways. Now, that has been with me really all my life. And so making that central to my life has not been that difficult. It's actually been a bit of a no-brainer. Um, and for many years, I was in a, uh, as people may know, I was in a, a in corporate work. I, I had a, an office job, a sort of a cubicle job. I was pretty well paid. I, I was reasonably successful in it to the, to, to the extent that I ended up buying two properties. And, um, you know, I had a pretty good lifestyle living in uh, quite near to the center of London, which is a very expensive place to live and having a pretty damn good life. But it wasn't making me happy. It wasn't satisfying me on a different, on a, on a deeper level, because clearly in that scenario, you are not your own mental point of origin. Now, 
you know, then we get into the realm of self-employment and should one be self-employed? And I would say absolutely yes. If there's any way, and there, and there, there, is, a, there is a way, anyone can do it, that you can make get yourself into the position where you're self-employed, then you absolutely certainly should. Because, you know, not only do we want to avoid being under the thumb of uh, women, if you like, but we also want to avoid being under the thumb of employment or of employers and also governments as well, by the way. I mean, you know, this is this is about this is in all in all aspects of life. But if we keep it to sort of sex and work for them, for the for the most part, um, yeah, you know, working for yourself is a bit of a no-brainer once you start to go down this path, once you start to, uh, you know, read the kind of material that we talk about on this channel and we, you start to realise there are other ways of life, then, um, then yes, yeah, self-employment is key. But uh, here's the thing, it's, it's, all, it's all grounded in being your own mental point of origin. Now, for me, um, the, the work has to be the most important thing. Um, and I, I'm not saying, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm tweeting out, you know, funny things and, and, sh and bullshit and uh, trolling and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying this is a great work of art. Um, the, the, the work of art will be, will be the fiction that I write. But, um, you know, nevertheless, my creative output in whatever form it comes must be my first uh, point of port of call, if you like, because that is an expression of my of myself that is an expression of my personality of my inner self of my soul if you want to get um a bit uh esoteric about it uh so you know that's got to be my first concern now after that yes relationships with um you know my girlfriend with, with uh, you know with women um absolutely incredibly important of course and we all we all want that um whether you want to spin plates or you want to be with a, a monogamous part you know girlfriend um you know try out an ltr for a while or whatever it is um sure that's important but it can't be the most important thing because when you make that the most important thing then um it, it becomes a bit of a turnoff to the girl and i've experienced this in my life i really have i mean i i've you know, I'm getting on a bit now. I'm in my 40s, as you know. Back in the mists of time when I was in my 20s, um, you know, I had very needy relationships with girlfriends where I would make them my mental point of origin. I would make them my uh, higher power, if you like, as we say in 12-step recovery. And um, that's a bad thing to do, man. It's a bad thing to do for you mentally because it's putting you in a subordinate state. But it's it's also a bad thing for you to do tactically because <laughs> girls don't respect it. Girls really, really don't respect it. They don't like it at all. Um, they find it a turnoff. They find it probably to when you take it to the, the nth degree, they find it repulsive. Um, and that's why in Rollo's essay we have this whole thing about the dude who, you know, he's not that great looking. He's not he's not anything special, but he's doing his own thing, and a girl is idolizes him. Rollo says he idolizes him. Um, incredible, you know, and I would like to think, um, although I'm not really qualified to, to say this, you would have to ask people who, who know me, people who've been in relationships with me and things, but I would like to think that part of my attractiveness, um, for women, part of the reason that girls have been attracted to me and some very, you know, very attractive girls have been attracted to me, um, has been because of this quality of my being my own mental point of origin because if i look at myself objectively you know i'm not the greatest looking guy on the planet um i'm not the, the richest guy on the planet i'm not um 
you know, I mean, I'm quite good socially, but I had to learn to do that. And actually, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of an introvert. You know, I'm not the most athletic dude. I mean, there's so many things where, um, you, you know, you could say, well, I, you know, I don't measure up to, to this guy or that guy. And yet um, I've had I've had great success. And I, th- I think part of that is because I'm very much my own person. And I think people can sense that when they interact with me. I think girls can sense that when they interact with me. In fact, I know that that they can. Um, And I think that sort of increases the attraction levels, which otherwise might not be absent, you know? And it's a, I'm not saying all this to blow smoke up my own ass or to try and impress you or anything. It's just that what I'm saying is if I can be like this, then anybody can, because I came from a pretty unremarkable background as a, fairly unremarkable guy in many ways um and yet i've managed to sort of carve out a space for myself not only with women but also in the the online space as well and i think the way that you do that is by yeah you know man i mean putting yourself making yourself your mental point of origin putting yourself first and not being afraid also to uh how do i say it display that not being afraid for and, and, and people have to know about it. And I think this is where, when Rollo talks about uh, his, um, sorry, where are we? This idea about lack of self-awareness. Um, you know, part of what you're doing, say in online business, for example, I, I have to proceed with a certain lack of self-awareness. Um, and there's ways you can, you know, so on Twitter, for example, say I put out 10 posts a day on Twitter and I'm saying some stuff. I know people are going to disagree with it. I know people are going to think I'm, you know, crazy. And sometimes I, you know, I'm mischievous and I up the ante a little bit to piss people off because it's funny and it amuses me or whatever. Um, but if I was too self-aware, if I was sitting there going, oh, my God, if I type this, then what is so-and-so going to think? Then I'd never get any any work done. And, and you have to be prepared to go out on a limb. And it's very similar in the sexual marketplace as well. You know, you have to think, well, say I had a business that was a, you know, it was all about bird spotting or something. You know, when people go with binoculars and they go and look at birds, I think uh, Delicious Tacos is into this. So it's it's maybe having a bit of a resurgence of cool. But um, say I had a business about that and I think, well, I'm meeting this girl on Friday night and she's going to think I'm a geek or a, a dork because I'm interested in bird watching and I've built this whole business around it. Well, I'm sorry, but fuck that. You know, you, you, you need to, you, you, you're being too self-aware. In another way of, of saying this, and it kind of keys in with something I said in my last podcast, is you're being too unselfish. You need to be more selfish. So another way of putting Rollo's self-concern without self-awareness, you could say, well, you've got to be self-concerned and selfish. Um, in other words, you just don't, you, you know, not only do you put yourself first in everything, but also you just don't give a shit what other people think. Um, and that, my friends, is the ultimate way of the alpha. Um, in my view, in my view, that is more key to what being an alpha is than uh, you know being able to lift a small truck or be, you know being jacked and ripped and seven foot tall and all of those kinds of things. I mean, yeah, sure, those are external. Um, indicators of being an alpha and there's nothing you know those are those are great things don't get me wrong but ultimately i think what really makes a guy alpha is um his ability to 
go his own way, his ability to live by his own rules, you know, his own program. And I think that is the really the really the key thing. It's this self-concern, it's this making yourself your own mental point of origin in everything that you do, in every aspect of your life. And then, as I said earlier, let the chips fall where they may. Some people are going to get on board with it. Other people aren't. That's up to them. You have to, you're on your own road. You're blinkered. You're on your own tunnel. You're not self-aware. You're selfish. You're moving forward. Other people can join you or not join you. And that's what will make you successful. But it's also what will make you attractive. Because people and women are attracted to that. Because who wants to be with some dude who's kind of all over the place who wants to be with some dude who gets battered around by the wind i mean you you need they women want to be with a guy who is strong bold determined and pushes forward on his path and that my, my friends is what you need to do but as i said at the top you're not doing it for women you're doing it for yourself because otherwise you lose but in the end you are more important than yourself because it's your life you're the one who's with you from birth to death Everybody else comes and goes. You have to make yourself your own mental point of origin. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll leave it for there for today. Remember to get on board with uh, Modern Life Dating's uh, fantastic body language course link below. Do get my bundle of 11 books on dating, which is called Renegade Dating Blueprint. You can get it for just $39 right now. Link below. Get on my daily email list, emails five times a week, probably not this week because I'm on holiday, but generally speaking, emails five times a week, link below. And finally, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and we're going to start live streaming very soon on there, so I look forward to that. I hope you enjoyed the show. Speak again soon. Bye-bye.